Paris Musée presents Once Upon a Museum. Use podcasts about the museums of Paris. Truth or dare? Dare. I dare you to go cartwheeling in the little garden over there where you can see the Eiffel Tower. You're on. I did it. Well done. That was a very nice cartwheel. It's lovely here in this beautiful garden in the heart of Paris and with the pretty house over there. This is Balzac's house. Balzac? Ball what? Ball, ball, ball track? Ah, is he a football player? Balak? No, I'm talking about Honoré de Balzac. He is one of the greatest French novelists of the 19th century. He wrote both the human comedy and the wild as the skin. Oh, sure. And did he also write Harry Potter? No. Eugénie Grandet, Colonel Chabert, Old Man Gorio. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, of course, of course. Honoré de Balzac. Yeah. And there, at this house in the heart of the 16th arrondissement of Paris, it was his home between 1840 and 1847. He called it the Passy's Hut. <laughs> the hut? But we're not in the forest, nor in a garden. Well, at the time, in the 19th century, the village of Passy was still a village in the countryside. A very pretty village hut in the middle of Paris. Can you take me there? Here's someone in the next room. Someone is writing. Maybe it's Monsieur de Balzac in person. And he looks like he's drinking coffee. I can smell it from here. He's speaking out loud. Let's listen. As soon as you receive this letter, write to me at the following address. Mr. de Brignol, Rue Basse, number 19 in Passy near Paris. I am currently, and for a little while longer, hiding here. I had to move quickly and ended up here. Ah, too bad it's not Mr. Honoré de Balzac after all. It's a Mr. de Brunyol. Letter to Madame Hanska, December 2nd, 1839. Signed, Honoré de Balzac. Wait, that's him. I don't get it. Honoré de Balzac lived in the hut with a different identity. Mr. de Brugnol is actually Mr. de Balzac. But who is he playing hide-and-seek with? I live in this house with a governess and under a false name. There my creditors will not find me. And if necessary, I will be able to run away thanks to the hidden staircase that leads to a discreet alley below. Oh! Balzac is in serious debt! He owes money to a lot of people, creditors. Oh, sir, Honoré de Balzac. He is one hell of a character. A character like in the books. Uh, Mr. de Balzac? He's there, bound to his table. But why is he wearing a dress? It's a monk's robe. Why a monk's robe? Did he become religious? No. He likes to wear the frieze of Carthusian monks. They are monks who work a lot and in silence. So when he wears this robe, he too works hard and in silence. Hey, is this sculpture supposed to be Balzac? He's posing in a dressing gown. 
does that mean he works at night too? Does he never sleep? Yes, he prefers to work at night. To stay awake and chase sleep away, he drinks gallons of strong coffee. That way he can work all night. There, you see? It is his coffee maker on the table. It's still very hot. Bolzak is running away! Let's follow him! Hush, look at him. He's retreated to his office. His office is his study, his refuge. That means this house never sleeps either. And look at this table on which he writes incessantly. It is covered with marks. We can feel the traces of the writer's pen in its wood. And here, where the wood is all smoothed out, his elbow which comes and goes on the pages. This table lives to the same rhythms as Balzac. And all these traces that we see in the wood are the traces of his work, his desires, his hopes. It was at this table that I imagined the title of the human comedy. The human comedy? What's this? A series? A comedy? It's a series of books. It's about people crossing paths in the 19th century society. Balzac wants to analyze social interactions, understand the relationships between two people, who they are, where they live, what their habits are, if they are rich, poor, how they meet, what their job is, how they dress, where they originate geographically. Ah, yes, and like that, he can really describe his time. When we read it, it's like taking a trip back in time, and it can be really useful to us to think of a better world for today and tomorrow. Exactly. You have to feed yourself and learn from what has been done in the past. It's important. He is speaking to you. He is addressing all of us, the future generations. Because whatever the era, the traits of human characters remain the same. Even though today we have the internet and high-speed airplanes, we are not that different from our ancestors. We can be happy, sad, joyful, conquering, shy, good, bad, generous. Hearing these people, I could embrace their lives. I walked with my feet in their pierced shoes. Their desires, their needs, everything reached my soul. Or my soul reached theirs. Balzac sees in the depth of humans. Sounds fascinating. In his novels, you will get to know Vautrin. He is a famous character that we find in many, many books. He is a convict inspired by a historical figure, Vidoc, a famous Frenchman from the 18th century with an eventful life. He was a delinquent, a prisoner, and then a policeman. In Borzak's work, we can follow the evolution of Vautrin. He appears under many different names and, of course, as himself. Balzac is very attached to this character. Can you even imagine? In the human comedy, there are more than 2,500 characters. It represents more than 90 works. Novels, short stories, tales, essays from many different genres. Realistic, romantic, fantastic or philosophical. Texts where imagination and reality come together at the same level. Magic. 
Mmm, magic is on its way. Where is it? Ah, there it is. That long wooden rod adorned with a gold pommel and precious stones. That must be a magic wand. No, it's Balzac's cane. It was a fashion of the time men had canes. It's beautiful. The turquoise stones. Wow, that cane is truly stunning. It looks extraordinary. You're not too far off. <gasps> And what if I told you that I have a fairy cane that throws horses, hatches palaces, spits diamonds? Don't be surprised, my young friends. And laugh with me. <laughs> is this cane really special? It seems that whoever holds it in their left hand would become invisible. Go ahead, try. Oh, yes, we're disappearing. Just like that. We can act like Balzac, hide to observe people. Oh, but Mr. de Balzac has disappeared again. Honore? Honore? Where are you? Are you still playing hide and seek? Balzac hides to observe. He looks, looks at people who think they are alone, and spies their most intimate thoughts. He observes geniuses, surprises as they step out of bed, feelings in dressing gowns, vanities in slippers, furies in caps, despair in camisoles, and then he puts it all for us in a book. Mr. de Balzac isn't reappearing, but his house, which remains, contains all of his stories, stories that he slipped into books and his personal story too, that crept into the corners of his house. He lived here for seven years, in his cabin in Passy, and then he moved to Rue Fortuné in the house he acquired with his beloved, Mrs. Anska. Oh, so there is another house in Paris that we can visit as well? No, the Maison de Passy is the only Parisian dwelling Balzac lived in that still exists today, almost 200 years later. However, he gave his name to his last address. Today, the Rue Fortuné is called... Rue Balzac! Exactly! So, truth or dare? Hmm, dare. Okay, so the first to get to the top of the Eiffel Tower wins! Okay! One, two, three, go! Once upon a museum at the Maison Balzac. A Paris Musée podcast produced with Pauline Copen, Elsa Denac, with the voices of Juliette Aver, Matthew Luret, Tania Matouk. Did you enjoy it? Discover the other museums through Once, Once upon, upon a Museum. museum.